0: love your work do you think it's possible well you're about to find out it's time for 48 days to the work you love with Dan Miller on the 48 days online radio show whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul this is the program for you now here's your host Dan Miller have you ever been around people who didn't encourage you in what you wanted to do you know you got that new idea you wanted a promotion. You wanted to change jobs. You had a business idea. Are the people closest to you, the ones that encourage you most? Well, maybe not. Hey, that's going to be our theme for today. Stay away from negative friends. Well, we're going to talk about that and more. Here's some of the other things that we'll be covering today. Here's how I'm attending Escaping Shawshank. Now, I'm going to give you an update on Caleb. The young man that I called out on the air last week. He's back in the game. He's back and moving forward. Want to give you an update on what he's doing. Somebody says, Dan, I'm trying to jumpstart my career and it's depressing to get negative feedback from family and friends. Well, as I said, that's going to be kind of our theme for today. Our quotation is going to address that. And we'll talk about that because it's such a common pervasive issue with people. Well, it is for all of us. Hey, it is for me as well. We'll just talk about that. Somebody says, Dan, I'm discouraged because I feel like I'm not qualified and worthless. And that comes from a civil engineer, incidentally. What can a wife do besides nagging to help her husband find a new path and a new direction? And would you consider, this is cool. Dan, would you consider advertising through a vehicle wrap on our brand new 30-foot Airstream? Y'all, I'm eager to share with you what, are, what a young couple's doing. Got a cool idea hey i'm game fill me in let's go well here's a quotation for today comes from the bible proverbs 22 verses 24 and 25 you've probably heard me reference it before but we're going to look at it today specifically it comes from the living bible where it says keep away from angry short-tempered men lest you learn to be like them and endanger your soul wow you know, sometimes we get caught up in thinking that oh, we're just supposed to be nice to everybody and let them abuse us and listen to the negative, pessimistic crap they throw around. No, not really. If yeah, people are pulling you down, don't spend a lot of time there. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll unpack that a little bit more and we get to that section. couple success stories here. Our friend Daniel Herberger, who lives golly now i'm not sure i think it's guatemala yes i a matter of fact i think it is guatemala he says just wanted to share that i'm already on episode 12 of my podcast i'm officially celebrating three months since i started it and haven't missed a single week feel free to share this as one of the actions that you inspired in one as in, in one of your mentees in a different country then he gives a link to the podcast it's it's a podcast done in spanish and as near as i can tell Daniel's podcast title is "Unfinished Business," which is kind of cool. I'm not a. i am not a mean, it may be a little different, but I think it's "Unfinished Business." Now, here's the update from Caleb. Now, you recall? Here's a little bit of what what he sent in. This has been a couple months ago now. He says, I've never invested in a seminar. I feel like I'm at a pivotal point in my life. I'm 28 years old. I make $10 an hour, have no degree, but I know without a shadow of a doubt that I'm capable of great impact and meaningful work. I don't say this lightly or with any sense of entitlement. I'm confused, stuck, anxious, and excited about the future, but know that without a change in habit, I'm destined to repeat my past mistakes and fruitless behaviors I don't see the conferences being the cure to all the maladies of life, but a foundational starting point for growth and freedom. I simply need your advice and assistance to get there. Now, in that email, Caleb went on and he shared on the 48days.net community about the fact that he's a photographer and all he needed to do was 10 photo engagements at $150 each and to have the money to go to the Escaping Shawshank event. Very cool bunch of people responded. I said, hey, that's cool. How can we help you? What's your website? Silence. Well, last week in the podcast, I called him out. I said, this is what so typically happens. Somebody raises their hand. and say, help me, help me. And then you give them advice and they don't follow through. Well, he came back and said, well, let me just read you what he, what he wrote. First of all, I wanted to thank you for your focus on my question and desire to attend Escaping Shawshank. I'm extremely grateful that you took the time to not only read, but to also showcase my goals in the podcast. Secondly, I would like to apologize for my radio silence. I've been spread extremely thin lately for good reasons that apply directly to the goals listed on 48days.net and my email from a couple weeks ago. I've been working hard to secure projects that will allow me to attend the conference. These projects include a wedding that I just returned from shooting in New Jersey a church program catalog, a visual marketing campaign with a local gym. And he goes on, you know, to note the things that he's been doing. So he's really working on it. He's got a um, discounted package, 50% off for 48 days. People, I'll give you his website here in a second. In all honesty, for whatever reason, I naturally assume that you would not respond to my email. This is no reflection on you or how I feel about the value you brought to my life. Through your books, podcasts, and online content. I feel it's more of a reflection on how I often approach opportunities, challenges, and the like. I often idealize the future, but often expect the worst. I attempt a new diet or exercise regimen only to sabotage it soon after because I already know I'll quit, so why not now? I apologize that I applied this same mentality to my efforts to gain advice and assistance through you in the 48Days.net community. Fortunately, You didn't let me be after getting back from New Jersey and catching up on your podcast. I soon realized three very important things. Number one, you did get back, get back to me. And what's more, you reached out to your audience to promote my efforts. Number two, I failed miserably to follow up and set myself up for success in this matter. Number three, your critique of my failure to follow up in your most recent podcast has set a fire under my backside. At first I was ashamed that I had expected a lesson you provided but then I was even more ashamed that I did not follow up and provide necessary details. But the light that shone in my mistakes has also illuminated the path for my recovery in future. Golly, I love the way Caleb writes, very eloquent, and very introspective, very transparent. How he writes, man! I'm I'm eager to see how this is going to unfold. So he says I'll be promoting my website, which is, it's actually readscleverlab.com, but it's spelled. Kleverlab.com, com. and he's got there he's escaping shawshank promotion and he's on the gas he says the more i do the more i fail. the more i fail, the more i learn the more i learn the more i grow i plan to fail forward thank you for being part of that process both as an objective dispenser of practical wisdom but also as the dispenser of two by four wax of accountability and appropriate criticism well, hey, I'm delighted. Now, here's the deal. I mean, there have been a lot of people that have stepped up and say, I want to help Caleb get to Escaping Shawshank. That's the event that Joanne and I and Carrie Oberbrenner are doing up in Columbus and Mansfield, Ohio, in August, August 21st and 22nd. Check it out. Got a little bit more to come here about some another cool thing that we're adding to that. But Caleb wants to go. Now, I'm confident he's going to work out the details to go. Having a clear goal and a clear plan of action And plenty of other people that are helping him all the way, people that are offering to do the photo shoots that he wants to do. But here's the other cool thing. One of our lead coaches, Micah McGreevy from New York has offered to coach Caleb. Now, remember what I said? Caleb is making an hour, $10 an hour. Micah McGreevy's standard rate for his coaching is $250 an hour. So he's coaching, you know, high potential people, people who are on the gas moving, He's offered to coach Caleb for the next three months, leading up to escaping Shawshank at $10 an hour. Now, how cool is that? Now, I know there's about 300 of you that just raised your hand. You'd like to have Michael coach you. Well, that's not the plan, but he's offered to coach Caleb because Caleb took the initiative, got in the game, laid out a plan, and that's the kind of person that a coach wants to work with. So a lot of cool things that are coming along there i am delighted to see this in motion again and we're looking forward to seeing caleb carry this through this is going to be one of uh, the great success stories we're going to share here but i popped that into the success category for even this week we're leading up to just announcing here this is the section where we do talk about being the champions he would love to hear your stories. Obviously, love hearing these come in. Got a whole bunch of things that are happening in the 48days.net community as well. But if you want to share your success story, just go to the 48days.com site. Click on Ask Dan, the tab there. And there's a place there where you can submit your story right into us. We'd be delighted to consider that for an upcoming podcast. Let we get this in. All right. Okay, we'll move on from there. All right. Now let's go into some questions. This comes from Aaron. It says, Dan, you're so inspiring. I'm working on a blog to share my advice as an entrepreneur who, who has become a millionaire by the age 34. And then I lost everything three years later. I have good advice and I'm in the process of rebuilding my life. I've been listening to your podcast and I've noticed you mentioned your online community. How do I sign up to be part of this? Also, your podcasts seem to be the recordings of live feeds as you answer questions during them. Where do I find you live? Also, I have your audiobook, 48 Days to the Work You Love, and I've listened to it four times in a row so far. I listen to it while doing the job I hate. I'd like a hard copy of the questions that you ask at the end of the chapter. Is that available? Wow. Okay. Aaron, a whole bunch of things here. Now, I mentioned the online community. That's 48days.net. Just go there simple process. You fill out a little application that's reviewed by Archie and our team. And if you're approved, you become a member. We're right at 15,000. As a matter of fact, by the time you're hearing this, we'll be over 15,000, I'm sure. But just go to 48days.net. That's how you get involved there. Now, are the podcasts seem to be recordings and live feeds? No, no, I'm not doing the podcast as a live feed anywhere. It's always recorded. I record it on Wednesdays. It goes up live on well, I, again, goes up on Friday. It's not a live feed. You're always hearing a recording, but I do a recording. I'm I, it's, i I'm not taking live questions. I read questions that have been submitted during the week, and you're welcome to do that. Just shoot me a note at askdan at 48days.com. be happy to include it in an upcoming show. Now, in terms of the audiobook that you're listening to, you're listening to the audiobook book version that. That is actually the audio of the 2005 version. I did a a light update of 48 Days in 2010. And then, of course, just in January, just a couple months ago here, we came out with the 10th anniversary edition, the brand new edition. The audio is not yet available to that. But uh, I'm glad you're enjoying what you are listening to. Certainly, the principles are timeless and have not changed. In terms of a hard copy of the questions, again, we're past that edition what you're listening to, way past that. Here's the deal. If you go to 48days.com slash worksheets, you're going to get a whole lot of updated information that corresponds to the questions and interactive forms that are part of the brand new 10th anniversary edition. Now, here's another piece to that. You're hearing the podcast that went live on March, on May, rather, May 15th. On May 18th, we're starting a brand new 48-day program. This is going to be a 48-days guided journey to help you find the work that you love. Now, I've been sharing, you know, for 20 years, really, the 48-days process. We've seen thousands of lives that have been changed, but never before have I really walked our entire online community through the process together. I'd love to have you join us. Now, it begins technically Monday, May 18th. If you're a little past that, no big deal. You can jump in, just join the fun. But now here's the deal. We're going to be going from Monday, May 18th, and we're going to end on July 4th, your job independence day. I want this to be a lot of fun. And I'm going to be involved in the process. There are three different ways that you can be involved. And I'm going to tell you how to go to get started. If you just go to 48days.com slash freedom. Now that's the deal, 48days.com, your freedom, or you can text 48days to 33444. So there's two ways that'll get you in the loop, but there's three different levels, ways you can get involved. You can just follow our social media updates. 48 days, every day you'll get a new tip as part of that process. You can, at $48, you can get a copy of the new 10th anniversary. Edition be linked into all the backend resources and get a daily reminder of what your task is for that day. Or for a hundred and forty-eight dollar level, you will be included in four online phone conversations with me, where you can ask questions. You know, a lot of you uh, wanted to come to coaching with excellence. I mean, lots and lots of you. But it's just a little much beyond what you're budgeted. That that's cool. If you want to be a coach. Jump in this process at $148. You can ask me anything you want to about being a coach. And over the 48-day period of time between Monday, May 18th and July 4th, we'll talk about that. We'll walk you through the process. So again, this is an exciting process that's a little different than anything I've ever done before. I've got my team kind of coaching me in the back end here to make the details easy for me. But I'm going to be on with you on live 48-minute calls four times between now and And July 4th, your Independence Day. So that's what we're doing, a unique 48 Days Countdown. Go to 48days.com slash yourfreedom to get started with that. All right, questions. This comes from Lisa, who says, My husband and I watched the trailer for Escaping Shawshank, and it hit home with him. He really is a great artist, but life does not currently allow for him to spend all of his time doing what he enjoys, which is painting. Since he's not able to attend the Escaping Shawshank workshop, do you have suggestions for what can aid him while on his journey to the work he loves? Now, again, Lisa, thanks for your question. Yeah, I've got some tips here, some things that can help you for sure. Um, We're having a lot of questions about the Escaping Shawshank event, which I'm thrilled about. Uh, Seats are filling up. We're monitoring how many buses we're going to need to have that fun trip from Columbus, Ohio, up to Mansfield, Ohio that early morning, where we're going to spend the day at Shawshank Prison. And uh, anyway, we're going to be unpacking it. You can go to escapingshawshank.com and get the details. But I got a new link for you. Hang on here. I got a new link that I want you to go to. But in terms of your question, Lisa, for your husband, what can he do to launch his painting more? Now, I don't think life is keeping him from doing his painting full time. I think not having a clear plan of action is keeping him from doing his painting full time. We, we so often think that something that we really enjoy, especially something that a lot of people just do as a hobby, that it just has to kind of sit there and percolate and maybe, you know, if God strikes us with a bolt of lightning, it'll take off. But short of that, it's probably just going to be a little sideline thing. No, it's going to be a little sideline thing unless you really have a focused plan of developing that. And And I've had the privilege of working with lots of artists over the years who are not only making a living, but they are thriving and prospering and making four and five times the money they ever dreamed of making in a traditional job. But here's a couple things. I gave some resources last week. I'll just remind you of those. Read The Art of War. I already screwed it up. Read The War of Art. The Art of War is a military strategy book that relates to business principles. Not that one. Make sure you get it right. Not like I just did. It's the war of art. Break through the blocks and win your inner creative battles. It's by Steven Pressfield. Great little book. Another one is the empowered artist. It's a brand new book by my friend, Bob Baker. So just look those up on Amazon, the empowered artist by Bob Baker or the war of art by Steven Pressfield. Those will help you see how to really shape your art into something Profitable. So you can live on it, especially the empowered artist. Now, here's another tip about escaping Shawshank. We've added a new bonus to this. We are hearing so many stories from people who have broken through their own prison or in the process of doing so. You know, even like Caleb, I hope to hear his story about how this unfolds, going from a $10 an hour job to something where he moves up dramatically. And I'm confident that's going to happen. But we've added a new twist the escaping Shawshank event. We want to hear your stories. We want to hear about the prison that you're already breaking out of. And we're from that going to select three people that we're going to have on stage with us at the escaping Shawshank event. So we're going to give you on time to do in essence, just a short, like a Ted talk where you describe what you've done. I mean, you're going to get a lot of affirmation from the group that's there. You're going to get a chance to polish your presentation skills and get a chance for us to hear your story. We're going to choose three of those, and those people are going to win. One of of the components is going to be, they're going to get a follow-up one-on-one coaching session with me. That's valued at $1,000. You're going to get a whole lot of marketing and publicity on our personal platforms the things that we're doing through 48 days, the things that Kerry Oberbrenner is doing with his platform. And you're going to get an exact replica of the bronze Eagle that we have on our property here at the sanctuary. We call that Athena. You're going to get an exact replica of that. It's about 14 inches tall. It's on a three inch Walnut base. It has a little plaque on there that says 48 days and it says dream plan act. Now that's a $448 value. So in essence, we're giving you your entire registration fee back if in fact you're one of the three selected. Here's how you what what you need to do to go see the details on this. Go to escapingshawshank.com slash eagle. Now that's very, very critical. That's the only place you can get the details on what I'm talking about here. Escapingshawshank.com. Now that's going to take you right to the trailer that you hear that we've played on here a couple times and you've heard people talk about, but escaping Eagle. That'll give you the details. Carrie has a little video clip there, the details on what it is. And you'll see photos of this spectacular Eagle statue that we're going to award to three people who are attending and have a great story to tell. Okay. More questions. This comes from John. Now, last week, I mentioned this just in briefly, and I felt like I ought to go back and revisit it a little bit again because he said, what are your thoughts on the statement, jack of all trades and a master of none? I sometimes wonder if it's better to be a jack of all trades or a master of one. In your opinion, with the current state of our economy, what do you feel is the best? Well, last week, I said just briefly, I think it's better to be a master of one. I mean, that old deal about being a jack of all trades where you do a little bit of everything that doesn't get you very far because there's a whole lot of people that can do that. And I think I used as a, as an example, you know, last week you can be a Jack of all trades and you can ask, you know, would you like fries with that? Or would you like that in a plastic or a paper bag? Because you can be easily replaced if you're a Jack of all trades, but if you're a a brain surgeon, you know, then you're going to multiply your potential dramatically, exponentially, because very few people can do what you do. So yeah, I think it's better to be a master of one. As I speak, we've got some guys at our house that are putting in new granite counters. Well, I discovered in trying to find that's not just a handyman job. My goodness, the process of cutting granite and then installing it, that's a highly skilled trade ability. And I'm delighted to I found a wonderful team to do that, but I was surprised because I didn't realize what a high level of skill is required. Now, really in terms of the skill, physical labor skill, but the tools required to do that, it seems like it's a very common process. And yet you have to have a very, very highly skilled team to be able to do that. And I appreciate that. So yeah, look at being a master of something rather than just being a jack of of all trades. Now, I'm a jack of all trades in a lot of ways. I can do a little bit of plumbing, a little bit of electrical, a little bit of mechanical thing, a little bit of landscaping, but I'm not an expert in any of those areas. You know, I've chosen to focus in on this process of of making career transitions. That's the one thing where I really want to have a high level of skill and passion that I bring to the table. So that's really what I've leveraged. The other things, those are just hobbies. That's fine. I enjoy those, but I don't intend to leverage any of those. If I did need to leverage one of those then i would choose which one which one of those am i going to do am i going to choose landscaping become really knowledgeable in that i've got some stories about that as well that we're working on but anyway let me move on good question okay here's a question and uh, dan i would prefer to remain anonymous in this question no problem i'm writing in again because i want to recap more details on steps to take if you're closest family members and friends are somewhat negative glass half empty in their opinions. I'm trying to rejump, restart my career and it's depressing to get negative feedback from all around me. Also, I want to emphasize this is family and close friends. Now you, you can stay anonymous because your question, we could fit in the name of about 586 people who are listening because it is so common, but there's a couple books I want to recommend for you. One is titled Necessary Endings by Dr. Henry Cloud. One of his earlier books you may recognize, it was called Boundaries, and it had to do with you know how to set boundaries with people in your life, family, and friends who are negative. How do you set boundaries in terms of time you spend with them? But Necessary Endings goes a little deeper, and uh, you might find that helpful. The other book I would recommend is The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy. Now, in that book, he talks a lot about limiting time with people who are going to pull you down. And he talks about, and I've adapted this. I've recognized that I have people who are relatives, family members, with whom I will spend three hours willingly, but I will never spend three days or three weeks. It's not going to happen. So we would never plan a family vacation with some of those people. You know, to, to stop by or to meet at a restaurant for dinner. Sure, we'll do that. But it's never going to be an extended period of time. You've got to limit your time with negative people. I mean, you can't make positive choices for the rest of your life without an environment that makes those choices easy, natural, and enjoyable. So you got to protect your spirit, your attitude, and your potential from contamination by limiting your time with negative people. You know, now it's easy to think, well, I treat other people the way I want to be treated. So they'll do the same. Well, not necessarily, but I just recently spent some time with a young lady who is one of the gals that uh, Joanne has been mentoring uh, for several years since she came out of prison and she's been living in the projects and she just got approved for section eight housing, which means she can move into a, a normal apartment building or she gets some subsidy for the rent, but she can move into there. I mean, what an amazing opportunity to move out. And I commended her on taking, making, taking the effort to go through the bureaucratic paperwork to get that, to make that happen. I talked with her. I said, you know, I said, we, the old Jim Rohn quotation, we become the average of the five people we spend the most time with. If that's where you live, unfortunately, you're going to tend to take on the characteristics of those people that you spend the most time with. And I said, wow, getting out of the projects, you know, getting away from the music, the attitudes, the cigarettes, the alcohol, the pessimism, all those things pull you down. You can't be your best self when you're immersed in that environment. This is not an environment that will pull you up. That force will always be downward. So in terms of the the family and friends, be realistic about that. I mean, there come some times in our lives where we recognize we need to Ask some people to leave the bus that we're on. We need to get some new people on the bus. And You don't need to be mean or hateful, but you can just plan that you're not going to be spending as much time with those people who are naysayers, whiners, complainers, who are holding you back. I mean, it's not unrealistic at all to find new friends, new people that you're going to spend time with. There are a lot of things in our lives that seem to lock us into sameness if it's the same job and certainly having family, you know, be involved in family relationships or even going to the same church where everything's always the same. Welcome those times where now certainly there are commitments that we make that I'm not saying that you break easily, but there are a whole lot of things that we can foster change in that. Sometimes we think we're locked into. No, you can change. You can change the people that you hang out. You can change where you live. You can change your job people to hang out with after work you can change your church i mean those are all things that aren't life-threatening you can change all those things and make a dramatic impact and move yourself up the ladder because you're now spending time with people who are going to pull you up to be your best self well wow that's a good place to take a breather there anyway this is just a reminder that if you've got a question you're hearing lots of questions here from real life people just like you and me who are going through the struggles of real life questions? If you got a question you want to submit, just go to the 48days.com site. Click on Ask Dan. You'll see a little red starburst jump up there. You can submit your question. I'd be delighted to consider that for an upcoming podcast. Now, this comes from Teague, San Clemente, California. Dan, I'm frustrated in my career aspirations. I feel like there's a giant hurdle in front of me in civil engineering. I want to get into a great company, but I'm told, and I see in the online job postings that I need five to 15 years of similar work experience and a master's degree to just get into the industry. I want to be a design engineer and in a better position to succeed through a great company training program. I realize there's several factors, government regulations, licensing, keeping inexperienced engineers out of the workforce Cost of training new engineers, lack of job loyalty, and it goes on and on and on. Now, what I want you to do in this, Teague, is see yourself in that ideal position where you want to be. I want to raise your level of belief about where you can be. If you believe that the doors are closed, then guess what? You're going to run into closed doors. And this goes back to the old adage... You know, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And I want to just make this some cheap, lightweight, positive mental attitude kind of thing. But you really, you have to believe that you can get to the position that you're talking about. You have to believe that those regulations are just general guidelines. You find a company that says, wow, Teague is a guy we want on our team. We really want to have Teague on our team. You'll find that they bypass those qualifications i work with companies all the time who say you know college degree required they do that so they're going to have to scan 200 applications instead of 800 but if they have somebody who has a great past two years of work experience a great personality great attitude they'll ignore that guideline any day of the week because it's really not a hard and fast guideline it's just something to help them not have to screen so many applicants See these things in that way talk to people who are already in the kind of position that you want pick their brains spend time with them hang out with where these engineers are spending time already get involved in online discussions comment on blogs that they're writing make yourself a player in that environment you're going to find doors start opening Juana says after failing a job performance review at a company he worked at for 26 years my husband is faced at the age of 64 with coming up with a new career A job coach gave him your book 48 days, two years ago as an assignment, but he never completed it. What can a Christian wife do besides nagging, which doesn't work to help her husband find a new path, a new direction. Part-time work at the local big box store is not, is just not getting him anywhere. Help. Well, Wanda, I appreciate your concern for your husband and certainly there's opportunities. Again, job success is not nearly as much a function of age as it is attitude personality and then farther down the line ability but companies hire for great personality and attitude first people, people can be trained to do most of anything so hire for attitude train for skill that's an adage that's been used by companies for years and years and years hire for attitude train for skill so the first thing your husband wants to do is make himself a desirable candidate to have around where people say wow we want him on our team again i don't want to make this seem like a simplistic process but if you have 48 days you know the fact that he never completed it says a lot about how willing he is to learn what would open the new doors of opportunity for him pull that sucker out y'all if you want a brand new copy i'd be happy to send you a brand new copy i'm not sure well yeah if he's got One, two years ago, you know what? I'll send you, I'll send for your husband a brand new copy, the brand new version, about 60% new content in there. And the second chapter in the brand new version of 48 Days is titled, Who Would Hire Me? The third chapter is, Yes, I do have an education, education in quotation marks. So those things may help your husband see some new opportunities that he's overlooking, but. I have to be assured if I'm going to send it to you that he will, in fact, take the time and effort to read it. Again, you, you can't just keep doing the same things and expect different results. But I'll send you a copy of that. Hopefully that'll help him. Now, here's another related question. This comes from Kara, who says, how do I best help my husband increase his confidence? Again, a husband wanting to or a wife wanting to help her husband. My wonderful husband is in his 40s and recently graduated from college his career has included a variety of jobs that lose their appeal once the initial challenge is conquered. He recently told me about a meeting where his co ex- expressed a great deal of appreciation and praise for him, but each one concluded with, but you lack confidence. He's depressed. He longs for something fulfilling and feels there is n- no hope. I recently purchased your book and we're reading and discussing it together. Please help me help him. He is amazing and one of the kindest, most honest people you will ever meet. Now, here we have somebody who is 64 and somebody in their 40s and have, have the same response. Depressed, discouraged about what's happening in the job place, not, a hope, not having new opportunities. I cannot stress enough. Job success is not nearly as much a function of age as it is attitude, personality, then ability. So, again, with this one, Kara. Well, I appreciate your heart to help your husband keep helping him keep reading the book discussing it together encouraging him. if he's an amazing and one of the kindest most honest people you ever meet. He's the kind of guy that people want on their team, but he's got to recognize those are great characteristics so he can hold his head high. So his self-confidence is increased because if he doesn't have self-confidence, it's going to be hard for other people to pull that out of him. They're going to see him as incompetent if he sees himself that way you got to lead the way this is not being arrogant or egotistical or self-centered but if in fact you do have ability if you do have kindness and a compassionate have skills that people would value then you need to be the your own biggest cheerleader you need to walk briskly make great a great eye contact firm handshake and let people know you're somebody they're going to want on their team well, this comes from Carissa, who says, hey there, Dan, the Hubs and I have followed you for the... Oh, this, okay, this is the cool one where they want me to advertise on their on their Airstream. All right, check this out. So Carissa says, long story short, the Hubs and I have followed you for the last four years. Love your stuff. Also worked with Kent Julian, great guy. In the last few months, we had a turn 30, have midlife crisis moment. That has been the best thing up ever. So now our... House, along with everything in it, is up for sale and we're purchasing a new 2015 Airstream flying crowd 30 foot to live and travel in full time with the two kids and dog across the United States for the next five years or so. We are ready to stop living according to the expectations of everyone else and start living for ourselves. Brandon is a photographer. I'm a writer. And we both have web design experience, so we're going to pursue these while we're on the road. We'd like to start sooner than later, though. And I had an idea that would help us financially get there faster, which brings me to why I'm writing to you today. Now, this is really cool that Carissa and her husband are going to live in an Airstream for the next five years. She's a writer. He's a photographer. You know, we had a couple, I think it was in last week or the week before, that are doing exactly that. They're documenting their story. They're traveling. He's the one that's going to have 50 jobs in 50 states. And they're documenting that Journey as they go across the country. You know, Derek, Derek and carrie Olson are doing that as they're promoting their new book. They're living in a trailer and traveling around the country. Boy, this seems to be a, a hot new thing. I'm I'm all for it. I think it sounds really cool. Well, here's Chris's question: Would you consider advertising through a vehicle wrap on our 30-foot Airstream? We're only allowing two companies. One on the Airstream itself, one on the vehicle we haul it with. Uh, because we would be traveling full-time at least 1,000 miles a month, the exposure and marketing would be unparalleled, not only on the major freeways of passage but especially with the target audience of our RVers who want the flexibility and freedom to do their own work remotely to allow them to be on the road full-time. Please let me know what you think. You know, <laughs> I love it, Carissa. I love it. I mean, I, what a cool idea to have a trailer and then do a wrap a on there. So you're promoting something. Hey, let's promote 48 days. Give me the details. Send me the details. I'm all ears. I've never thought it through, but am I up for something unusual? You better believe it. Congratulations on making the move. That's a really cool trailer that you guys are doing. Boy, Airstream, you, do, you went first class on that all the way sure let me know what the details are we'll we'll talk all right this comes from mark who says i discovered your email by accident on the internet specifically i came across your email from the cbn website while searching the internet with the term million dollar check and lo and behold cbn link took me right to one of your articles about jim carrey and his determination to never stay broke now i'm going to share with you a little bit more about the jim carrey story in a second but i'll go on with mark's question i'm a young guy in my mid-20s single no college degree working two jobs to stay afloat in our economy i've tried to finish my associate's degree but haven't really found a program that i'm so excited about and passionate for i seem to only have a passion i'm going to shorten some of his No, dear. i seem to only have a passion for the bible people and finding a wife typical right <laughs> I don't know. Is that typical? Have a passion for the Bible people and finding a wife. I I suppose that fits a lot of people, Mark. So I'm bugged because I want to go far, but I don't know how if my low wage jobs and time constraints seem endless. I'm at the point I don't know where to turn. The only businesses and work I want to do is Christian faith related work that helps others gain a better income. Specifically, I want to start a call center that is much similar to Pat Robertson and CBN. But I don't have any finances, loans, or any connections for that. I have an idea of what I want the call center to do and the functions in it. But how is that possible? I feel I need to have something done in real time. And I feel so discouraged because of my lack of experience and no money saved. I also want to have a Christian club that serves the community and operates like a music theater. I also want to own a Christian clothing line. How can I do these things in my petty situation of a life? Please help. Well, Mark, the, the best way you can help others gain a better income is to do that yourself first. Uh, frankly, there's too many people out there teaching us how to make money when they haven't even done it themselves. So don't do that. You know, and again, if you want to help people who are struggling, the best way you can do that is become wealthy yourself. Then you really have the resources to help those people. But now here specifically. So you want to have a call center like Pat Robertson, who has bazillions of dollars to operate a call center. Yeah. If you want to have a call center like CBN, go get a job there. I mean, one of the most brilliant ways to start a successful business is to spend two to three years first working for a similar business. I mean, that's, I mean, Brian Tracy, all the old business trainers, Zig Ziglar always talked about that. You essentially get an education and training on their dime. You can get an education about how to run a similar business and the training to do it, see all the ins and outs while being paid to do so. Now, what a deal. Now, you may not be making $100,000 a year doing that, but it doesn't matter. If you make 15 bucks an hour, it's better than going to school and sitting in a chair trying to figure out how to have the eventual business you want. Just go to a business that's already doing what you want to do. Now, you also say that you want to have a Christian clothing line. Study people who have already done that. And I talked about a couple of weeks ago, You know, I heard Damon John from Shark Tank talk. Explore what he's done. Now, Damon John, when he was 20 years old, he wanted to do something to help his mom, a little money, single mom. He was the only kid, wanted to help her out. He started sewing do rags. You know what those are just a piece of fabric you wrap around your head and tie it. They're popular in the hip hop culture so he went to a fabric store bought some fabric he and his mom cut it up he knew that similar products were selling for 20 bucks a piece he took some that he and his mom quickly fashioned just out of fabric they didn't sew the edges or anything they just tore them into certain lengths he modeled it went down and stood in front of the mall and he sold over eight hundred dollars worth in two hours now he's 20 years old, but he knew he was onto something. So he hatched a plan to jump on hip-hop culture, launched his brand, which is FUBU, F-U-B-U, for us, by us. Now he took that and developed that to where they're doing over $350 million a year. Now you see him on Shark Tank. He's the sharply dressed guy. He's a fashion guy. But look at what he combined there. I mean, he he combined the hip hop culture, uh, music, what he was passionate about. He took all those things, he integrated fashion, culture, music. Now, that was a long time ago, you know, 20 years ago. But look at people who have already done that. That's the way you learn how to do something, how to duplicate somebody else's success. I mean, that's the principle that really is the core of Tony Robbins' message. With all the teaching he's done to make him a bazillionaire, his message is essentially Find somebody who's doing what you want to do and model their behavior. Now, let me tell you real quick. Well, we were running out of time. Let me tell you real quick the story about Jim Carrey that I wrote about several years ago. He grew up in a family so poor that for a time they were living in their Volkswagen van on a relative's lawn. Sounds like a Chevy Chase movie, doesn't it? But he believed in his future, even when he, it seemed like he was locked into a petty situation, like what you're talking about here, Mark. Even at a young age, Carrie knew that he had a greater calling to follow. And when he was 10 years old, he mailed a resume, his resume to the Carol Burnett show. He knew he was going to be on stage entertaining people when he was 10 years old. Now, the story is told that one night in 1990, Jim Carry he was a struggling young comic, but he was determined to make his way in L.A. He drove his old beat up Toyota up to the top of a hill while sitting there broke looking down over the city, dreaming of his future. He wrote himself a check for $10 million and he put in the notation line for acting services rendered dated it for Thanksgiving, 1995, five years later, he stuck that check in his wallet and the rest, as you know, is history by 1995, five years later, he had seen the tremendous success of Ace Ventura pet detective the mask and of course my personal favorite liar liar his per film fee at that point five years earlier struggling wrote himself a check for 10 million dollars just as a a little reminder five years later his per film fee was 20 million dollars now was writing that check just a meaningless trick or did it really set the stage in some way for his eventual success well i think we can lead ourselves My believing and thinking when I knew I had the IRS knocking at my door, when we were losing our house, I kept a hundred dollar bill in my wallet. I always have a hundred dollar bill in my wallet unless I give it away and need to go from there to the bank to get another one. I mean, no matter how broke we were, I always knew I had that hundred dollar bill in my pocket. I'm convinced that that little tactic helped me stay optimistic. Even when everything else seemed hopeless, now, as a reminder of that, I've, I've freely given away that $100 many, many times to others who were struggling for hope, but doing something like that, yeah, start believing. Believing precedes the reality. Start believing and seeing yourself where you want to be even before it shows up. Well, I haven't scratched the surface of the questions here, but that's okay. Life goes on. I'm not going to bore you with a three hour podcast. We like to keep these at 48 minutes. We're almost there, and I still want to play our outgoing song. But remember hey, check out slash eagle. We got that new exciting thing we've added to uh, what we're doing at the Escaping Shawshank event. And then also jump into the 48 days process. Join Join me in that process. Well, a lot of fun. I can answer your questions in real time there. That will be live where you can ask me questions. We'll be on the phone together. If you're in that $148 level, there's three levels you can choose from. But just jump in that. Go to 48days.com slash yourfreedom or text 48days to 33444. Now, remember, our quotation for today comes from Proverbs 22 where it says, Keep away from angry, short tempered men, lest you learn to be like them and endanger your soul. Don't apologize for staying away from negative people. Stuck in the JOB. Can someone set me free? I've had enough of this. This life is meaningless. These hours don't pay enough so tough I need to get away the clock is ticking so don't delay it's gonna take your whole heart it's gonna take all you've got to make the future